0: and dad to Becca and Beth owns a cat and has a masters in theology Wow hey. introduction Not there so we go in that order <laughs> So excited so Paul's going to be cont- carrying us on in our functional faith um, to- series of talks Paul comes up we, um, before Paul comes up I'd love to invite Toby to bring us our Bible reading and then after the Bible reading big round of applause for our friend Paul that'd be great Come on up Toby come and share the word with us. And the Lord added daily to those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you you very much. Uh, Good morning. As has already been said, my name's Paul, and I've been coming along to Bay Church with my wife Ellie and our two children, Becca and Bethany, since just after Christmas. Now... I'm often across the car park in the mornings, helping out with the amazing Bay Kids on a Sunday morning. So Matt's encouraged me to do a quick intro before we crack on with our series Functional Faith. So uh, what can I tell you? Well, my Facebook profile would tell you the first and foremost, I love Jesus. Um, I also love board games. I'm a big rugby and football fan, and I play table tennis competitively. Uh, Well, okay, I I play everything competitively, actually, if you know me. And, um, And for the last seven years before this one, I've been working as a children's minister. So, this is our second Sunday in our series, Functional Faith. And this morning, we're looking at relationships. What does the Bible tell us about relationships? And how can we live out those relationships well? And the passage I want us to dive a little deeper to in... In this morning is this passage in Acts 2, 42 to 47. In these few short verses, we get a glimpse of what relationship looked like for the early church. In terms of the bigger story, here's where we're at. Jesus has come into our world and he's died on the cross and risen again to rescue us and to mend our relationship with God. And at this point in the story, Jesus has, has returned to heaven but left his disciples with pretty weighty instructions. Their job now is to spread throughout the whole world the good news about Jesus, to live out this hope and joy and new beginning in everything they do. So how do the first disciples set about this task? Well, we find out in Acts 2, 42 to 47, the disciples begin to spread the good news, and they do so through three key relationships. The theologian John Walton describes these relationships like this. John says, if we want to see the church grow, if we want to see our community transformed, if we want to see people getting to know Jesus, we need to get three relationships right. What are they? They're our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and our relationship with the community, the people in our lives that we meet day by day. And conversely, if the community isn't changing, if the church isn't growing, if people aren't getting to meet Jesus for the first time, there's probably a breakdown in one of those key relationships. It might be a breakdown with our relationship with God, a breakdown with our relationship with each other, or a breakdown with our relationship with the communities we move and work in. So, I want to quickly look at each one of these relationships with you this morning. And as this is functional faith, I'd like to give you two practical tips that I've personally found helpful in building each of these relationships up. So, here we go. Relationship number one, our relationship with God. For those of you that learn in different ways, by the way, I've got three actions this morning. Three directions to help us remember these three relationships later on. You know, when you go back out of church and try and remember what the talk was on. So here we go. The first one, pointing upwards. Pointing upwards. Yeah, join in with me. Remember this. Pointing upwards. Excellent. Our relationship with God. One of the things I love about following Jesus is that the God of the Bible, the God I believe in, is a God of relationship, is there right at the very beginning. If we turn back to Genesis 1, we find that God makes the whole world in creation. Genesis 2, he makes Adam and Eve. And then creation. Uh, Genesis 3, God's there spending time with Adam and Eve, walking with them in the Garden of Eden. And this never changes right the way through the Bible. We find that even when sin gets in the way, God is desperate to be, with his, to be with us, to be with his people. That's why he's in the tent, the tabernacle, amongst the Israelites as they wander around the wilderness. God wants to be with us. And then, how does God finally rescue the world? Well, he comes himself in the person of Jesus. John 1 tells us so, John 1, 14, God became flesh and made his dwelling, literally put up his tent among us. Our God is a God of relationship. So as we think of functional faith, what practical tips can we learn this morning about a relationship with God? Well, my tip one is this, make relationship a habit. Make relationship a habit. It's not rocket science that the relationships in the the work in our lives are the ones that we put the effort into. When I first met Ellie, my wife, my timing was pretty shocking. I finally got around to asking her out three days before she left England to do a year abroad in Germany. And we had to make a decision really early on in our relationship about how seriously we were going to take it. And so every day, I wrote Ellie a letter and she would write me one constantly. We write about everything from our deepest, darkest secrets to what we had for breakfast that morning. And um, by the time we got engaged, yep, just three months later, (laughs) uh uh-huh, it was a shock to everyone, especially I found out, Ellie's parents. But not us. We'd put so much into our relationship. We knew each other inside out. We'd fallen in love. So maybe you've come to church for the first time this morning. Maybe you've come through the doors just checking out what's going on, and you haven't thought much about having a relationship with God yet. Maybe, maybe you've been a Jesus follower for a long time. You've come to church since you were a little kid. But this tip is the same for all of us. If there is a chance that the God who made the whole universe wants a relationship with me and you, isn't that worth putting time aside too? The early disciples thought so, Acts 2, verse 42. What happens? The disciples devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Tip one. Tip two, find your own rhythm. As a parent of two children, I learned something mind-blowing about parenting early on. Big secret for you, your children are different. It is true, they learn differently, they react differently, they like different things. So as a dad that wants to spend time with my children, I've had to learn to spend time in different ways. A date day with my older daughter, Becca, involves going outside. We paddleboard, we climb, we walk, we swim. A date day with Bethany, my younger daughter, probably involves going as little outdoors as we can possibly manage. We do puzzles, we play on a game console, we play long and complicated board games. Why do I tell you this? Because it's the same with our relationship with God. God creates each one of us individually, and so we learn in different ways. We have different love languages, and we find different ways to hang out with God. As someone who finds it really hard to sit still, who struggles with silence, who's always on my feet, I love this. How do I hang out with God? I go for a run and pray, I bounce on my feet, I do actions, I write and talk incessantly about God's stuff, I go for a walk along the seafront. Now I know other people who are the opposite, they find God in quiet or solitude, in stillness and contemplation. God creates others of us to find him in music and song, in books and study. But just as I love to spend time with my children, whatever that looks like, let me encourage you that God loves to spend time with us, whatever that looks like. And so in Acts 2, we find all the way the early church spends time with God, teaching, communion, prayer, community work, eating, worship. Let's find our rhythms of relationship with God. So the first key relationship of being good news is our relationship with God. Upward relationship. Our second relationship is a sideways relationship. Well, that Here we go. So upwards relationship with God. Sideways relationship. Brilliant. With each other in the church. Let's look again at Acts 2 together. Verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I find it fascinating that right from the outset, the early disciples realized the importance of community, of supporting and building each other up. Let's remember, Jesus has just gone back to heaven, and the command is, go out into the whole world and make disciples, tell people the good news about me. And yet the disciples haven't shot off individually in all directions. They value time together. Rob Parsons, bit of a hero of mine, director and founder for Care for the Family, once had this question in a radio interview. The interviewer thought he backed Rob into a bit of a corner about his faith, and so he challenges him. He says, so Rob, would you admit that you use your faith and your church as a crutch to get you through the week? And Rob just looked at him and said, absolutely, because I don't believe God meant me to get through life without one. I don't believe God meant me to get through life without one. Our God is a God of relationships. We're built for a relationship with God, and we're built for a relationship with each other. The early church knows this, and so they put it into practice. So, two practical tips for our relationships with each other in the church. Tip one is this. I've called a Community is Key. In post-COVID Britain, attending church on a Sunday for many is no longer a priority. Families have found new habits on the weekend. Others have got used to watching services online. So much so that um, one big question I got at youth camp that I did over the summer by young people was this. The young people were asking me, can I be a Christian and not go to church? And the answer is, emphatically, yes, of course you can. Being a Christian, following God is about your personal relationship with him, nothing else. But I do believe that God designed us to follow him in community. Going to church is not just about a personal experience. And we can see in Acts 2, it's about loving each other, supporting each other, encouraging each other, hanging out with each other. Leading me smoothly into tip 2, it's about holding each other into account. I've called this phone a friend One thing I found really helpful with my relationship with other people who follow Jesus is having people in my life that I can trust to pull me up. Now this is really important. This is not about us going around judging each other. The Bible's really clear on that. Don't look for the speck in your brother's eye when you have a log in your own. But it's really healthy for each one of us to approach one or two people we trust and say, hey, can you look out for me? When I was 16, 17 years old, I had three mates at school who did exactly this. We all um, went to church together, and I trusted them to be held accountable to. We'd be open and honest with each other in exactly how life was going, and we'd try and speak truth and love into each other's lives. And I honestly don't think I'd have navigated those tricky teenage years without them. Okay, so as we think practically about relationships this morning, we've looked at our relationship with God relationship, our relationship with each other, sideways relationship, and finally, our relationship with community and beyond, an outward relationship in that direction. Brilliant. You're going to remember those three later. So, let's turn to our passage in Acts 2 one more time. Acts 2, verse 45 says this, selling those possessions and goods, they, the believers, gave to anyone that had need. And again, in verse 46 to 47, the believers broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. The early disciples didn't just spend time with God. They didn't just spend time with each other. They spent time in their community, loving them and encouraging them. And this is a bit I find really exciting. If we look at Acts 2, 43 to 47 in its entirety, we notice this. When the disciples had their three relationships in sync, when they were spending time with God, spending time with each other, spending time in community, what happens? Verse 47, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The good news spreads and people get to know Jesus. So my last two practical tips this morning. How can we do relationship with our community and beyond. Well, my tip one is this, let's expect God to turn up. Let's expect God to turn up. A few years ago, I was working for a large pensions company in an office, and probably on a day-to-day basis, the job didn't give me a lot of joy. And I, I sometimes wondered why I was there, whether it was part of God's plan. And then one morning, I came into the office to an email from a female colleague, asking me to meet up with her in the boardroom. And as someone who says a lot of words, I immediately began racking my brain for what stupid thing I might have said that I was now in trouble for. And so I walked into the meeting with some intrepidation and wasn't put to rest when she looked up at me and then started to cry. And at that point, she said this. She said that her son's best friend had been hit by a car on the way to school and had died aged eight years old. And that morning, her whole world had stopped making sense. Something had fallen apart. You're a Christian, she said to me. You come to church every day. You seem to have this joy and peace that makes you different. Can you pray for me? And so against all the odds, I found myself at 9.30 on a Sunday morning, a Thursday morning, sitting with this lady in a pensions boardroom and praying for her. For me, this whole thing seemed to come out of the blue, but at the same time, I shouldn't have been surprised at all. It's right here in Acts 2. If we have a relationship with God, a relationship with each other, a relationship with our community around us, we begin to introduce people to Jesus. What happened to that colleague next? Do you know what? I I don't know. I don't know the end to that story. I don't know her personal journey, which leads me to my final tip this morning, and it's this. Trust God's timing. The thing is, thankfully, it's not all about us. It's about God. Our job, so Jesus tells us, is to tell people the good news and introduce them to Jesus. That's it. Acts 2, verse 47, did you spot the clue? The believers enjoyed the favour of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. God did it. Not Paul, or Ellie, or Gareth, or Matt. God. Our job is to love our community, to serve our community, to introduce our community to Jesus and we're partnered by God through his Holy Spirit. So it's God's timing, not our timing. One final story. Many years ago I I went to Cardiff University, many years ago, I went to Cardiff University studying English and religion and the others on my course knew I was a Christian And this one girl on my creative writing course was pretty vocal about exactly how she felt about this. And she turned into a good friend of mine, but she took every opportunity to tease me and challenge me about my faith. And we had quite tricky conversations over cups of tea and chocolate hobnobs, as you do at university. And after university, we said we'd uh, stay in touch, and inevitably, we didn't. Uh, Roll forward 10 years, and I got a message through Facebook from the same girl. Um, You can tell my age, by the way, because my social media app of choice is Facebook. Paul, she said, I've been looking to track you down. Something in our conversations got under my skin, and I ended up deciding to explore a bit more about this guy Jesus. To cut a long story short, I found a church, and I finally ended up deciding to follow Jesus for myself. I've met him, and I know that he loves me. Sometimes we might never know what impact our day-to-day relationships have, and sometimes God, through his grace, gives us a window to the amazing plans that he has for our lives. But it's God's timing, and not ours. Okay, so where do we land this this morning? Well, our vision here at Bay Church, we should know if you come along, is to see Jesus loved, the church live, and society transformed in the Bay and beyond. A vision unsurprisingly laid right out there in Acts 2. You see, our role, our calling hasn't changed since the first church in Acts. We're tasked to share the good news of Jesus with the whole world. How does that happen? It happens when we spend time with God. When we, it happens when we build and encourage each other up in our faith. And it happens when we love the people in our lives and introduce them to Jesus. And we're called Not to do this by ourselves, but to co-partner God in this amazing adventure. So this morning, are you in? Are you up for it? Let's stand as a church and pray together now.